Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear about, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to the seventh episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Today's guest, we have uh, Eric Frazetta. We have, he is the assistant golf coach at Sonoma State and PJ Tour caddy for Michael Kim. Welcome. Hi, Dylan. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> How you been lately? You been good? I've been good, yeah. Good, Staying good. safe, healthy, so it's all good. Good, good. All right, so we'll get straight into the questions. Um, kind of talk about where where'd you grow up and stuff. And... Uh, I grew up in Southern California in Long Beach. Um, it's just south of L.A. Uh, based my whole life. I was born in Los Angeles, and then we lived in Signal Hill. I didn't play golf then, but um, we moved to Long Beach, and I was there from basically five years old till I basically went to college. Nice, sweet. <laughs> So, um, how did you get into the game of golf? You know, who influenced you and stuff, or did you do it on your own? Or um, I was kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, my uh, nobody in my family really plays golf except for my grandpa. Oh, okay. And uh, they used to live up here actually in Roseville, and he took me to the driving range one time when I was about I don't know, probably like ten years old. And for some reason, I just fell in love with the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of how it starts. Yeah. You know, you just you get hooked really quick. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just it's over after that and so uh you play golf in high school where'd you play uh where'd you play at and kind of how were your years in high school golf like um yeah i played golf in high school i played at long beach poly um we had a good team for my freshman year mm-hmm. i i kind of wasn't very good as a junior until yeah. probably my junior year of high school um at least into what i to my standards kind of mm-hmm. thing um what kind of scores were you shooting kind of around freshman year uh i'd probably be like 40 ish mm-hmm. for nine holes nine and then holes, yeah. um getting to my senior year i was down to like 35 point something oh, 36 nice. uh, we used to play actually till dark so we'd play like 15 holes oh no kidding as, oh, or no. as many as we can get in I've so never done that. yeah i <laughs> yeah. mean just my high school days we did strictly like nine hole tournaments i mean we did 18 hole tournaments but wow you guys just we just dark huh? yeah we just played till those, <laughs> the last group couldn't see anymore there you go might as well get it all in that you can yeah. so um besides uh high school golf and stuff were you playing any outside junior tournaments or anything along um, those lines yeah i played so in high school we'd play just like the normal high school tournaments and then outside of that i played um agga only a couple like maybe five or six mm-hmm. and that was mostly my junior summer senior yeah. year um and then i played scpga and toy tour cup and all that stuff yeah yeah that's kind of been the theme i yeah. mean i've had you know a couple other guests and they play on the Toyota Tour Cups and AJGs are so just such big junior tournaments. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. So, um, so you junior, senior year, you started playing really good golf and stuff. And so when, how was the recruiting process for you? When did that start? And um, about that? I remember I was playing, so basically I was actually pretty late to the recruiting process. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really start sending out my emails and letters and things probably until beginning of senior year. Almost. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was really like, cause I, I just wasn't very, I didn't think I was very good yet. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I, I was always interested in playing golf, but I just never like peaked or, or not peaked, but got better quickly. Yeah. So, um, and then senior year basically is when I started playing a couple of AJGAs and I finished like top five and one in Connecticut. And oh, I was yeah. like, okay. You're I can, getting some exposure. Yeah. Then, I, and... I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was playing a, a Toy tour cup in Oakmont or at Oak, Oak Valley in Oakmont. Mm-hmm. Um, and that night I saw 68th in the first day and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna send out letters now. There you I, was, go. I was feeling good. <laughs> you know, you go. I was feeling good. And I sent out like, um, 60 or 70 emails that night. Yeah, and it was just like, copy well. paste, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of how it is. You send as many as you yeah. can. Yeah. And, uh, I was trying to stay on the West coast or, Texas would probably be the furthest I'd go, but I was trying to stay in California. So I was kind of picky mm-hmm. on where I thought I should be going. Um, and I actually didn't, I ended up going to Chico state, mm-hmm. but I didn't actually send them a email. Or oh, anything. you didn't? I didn't oh, really? even know they existed. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that night I just sent them all out and then I was just waiting for replies. Mm-hmm. 
Did you um, get any replies from certain schools? Were you, were, was there like a college you were like, man, I really hope they get back to me or? Well, I mean, I had the dream of like going to Stanford. And yeah, oh, that, okay. Uh-huh. Um, just cause Tiger, you know. Yeah, of course. His footsteps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't quite good enough. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got offers from Columbia. I was, I was a good student in high school also. And I went to like a really good program at Poly. They have like one of the best in the nation for academics. So I got offers to go to Columbia and uh, Cal Poly was talking to me also. Oh, yeah, Cal Poly. Um, but then there was like, I, there was a school in Texas. I think it was like, not Texas Tech, but it was like some smaller school yeah, in Texas. Yeah, one of the smaller schools, I'm sure. Um, and then I, I actually really wanted to go to Long Beach State. Yeah, for your, and, your hometown, yeah, sort of. Yeah. That would have been sweet. Um, but they were like in a transition period between coaches. Mm, yeah, and it can be kind of difficult. there was no guarantee I was going to get in or get get a spot. Yeah. And then T.L. Brown, who was the head coach at Chico, he mm-hmm. messaged me. He was like, hey, uh, I like what you're doing. Like, do you have a place to play yet? And then we started talking, and that's kind of how that went. Perfect. And actually, my best friend now, Kyle Souza, mm-hmm. we were in our same recruiting class, and – that summer, my senior year, we actually went to an AJGA tournament in Arizona, and that was the first time we ever met. Oh. And that's we both were like, are you going to go there? <laughs> yes. And then I was like, okay, I'll go there too. Perfect. There you go. Nice. That's kind of nice having a buddy going into yeah. a school like that and kind of starting yeah. your journey that way. Um, so you committed to Chico State. Um, kind of talk about how were your years at Chico State? I mean, you guys had a pretty dominant team there and stuff. So how did uh, what was college life like from the transition from high school to college and stuff? Um, academically, I thought it was actually a lot easier. I just felt like I had way more free time just cause I was coming from such a strong program in high school where I took like, I, I came into college basically as a sophomore already. Oh, okay. You had, you I had, had a lot you... of AP oh, yeah. credits and all that. Yeah, that, so help, that helps a lot. That helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do those. <laughs> yeah, that helps a lot. So, uh, my freshman year I've struggled. I was shooting like high 70s low 80s i was pretty i was struggling mm-hmm. and i think it was like adjusting to the weather and that just the whole atmosphere yeah, it's a totally different feel from what and you do i was pretty frustrated not at anybody there or anything just at myself mm-hmm. um because you knew what kind of player you were and yeah and i felt like it just wasn't the place for me and i actually thought about transferring for a quick second mm-hmm. um and i was like no just and don't stick quit it out. just yeah. stick it out yeah just stick it out you'll get through it yeah and uh yeah my i mean the only reason i even stayed there is just because my coach believed in me the whole time like that's always he good. just like we had he had one captain's pick once mm-hmm. and he picked me even though he knew i was struggling and it just like that's see yeah that that's yeah that i don't know <laughs> if that doesn't build confidence then yeah yeah so you progressed through freshman year and stuff sophomore year uh, junior senior year I know you guys had a um, really good team and stuff. A lot of good guys on the team. You had your buddy Kyle on the team and stuff. Yeah. So kind of talk about your guys' performances and your success with Chico State. Yeah. Uh, so freshman year, our team was solid. Um, we went to regionals and we were kind of favored to get through regionals to go to nationals. And mm-hmm. and the final round, we were, I don't remember how many strokes up on the fifth place, but we were like in the top three and we kind of faltered and fell out and we kind of all struggled the last day and we like, that was pretty devastating, mm-hmm. especially I was struggling all year. And then I was like, okay, now I'm missing, fi- now I'm missing nationals. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, sophomore year is basically the same squad returning. Um, and we just kind of all got better and we got through to nationals at uh, Sagamore in Indiana. And that place was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and we finished third there. Um, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was it was good. Um, you guys we, knew you had a good team. We, we, <laughs> We were like in the lead for a little bit and we kind of faltered down the stretch again, but mm-hmm. um, it was, I mean, it was a good finish. Yeah. You, I mean, and you kept was, to the other yeah. summer to finish third. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's saying something. Yeah. And then my junior year, we were really solid. We were even better than we probably were sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a good recruiting class come in and some junior college transfers. Um, and we went to nationals and we were like, I think we were ranked top five in the nation again. Um, and we had a little scandal with the mm-hmm. wrong scorecard oh, on man. the on the last day of regionals and we uh had to take our fifth guy and it just wasn't enough to get in yeah so oh man yeah that was that was the most That's hurtful tough. thing because we were mm-hmm. in and yeah and then a little mishap with a little the, mishap yeah I, yeah uh, i don't go into more detail because i yeah. don't call anybody out but uh-huh. 
That's tough. Um, and then senior year, like it was the same squad returning and we were really good and we won, I mean, I think six or seven tournaments. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys were pretty dominant. <clears throat> and we were pretty dominant. Like Cal, um, Berkeley was dominant on the D ones. Oh and yeah. Then we were dominant on the D two side. So it was kind of fun. Yeah. You guys kind of Northern California team. Yeah. Um, and then we went to nationals and we made it all the way to, uh, we like dominated the stroke play portion. And I think we, we were up in the stroke play portion by like 13 shots on the oh, second wow. place team, but they just changed it to the, uh, metal match. Metal format. match yep. uh-huh. And, uh, that's where I actually, sh- uh, have the record. I shot 63 in the second round. So that's right. Let's single, go. single round record. <laughs> um, so then we, we made it to the final match and then we just got, we got, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but we got swept in the finals. Oh, really? <laughs> Who'd you guys play against? We played against Nova Southeastern, mm. and uh, I was playing the number one spot. Um, well, of course you were. Come on. Well, yeah. You, on. I was playing number two most of the year because Kyle was dom- Kyle was dominating that year. Uh-huh. He won like six or seven tournaments on oh, his wow. own individually. That's, individually, wow. and uh, yeah. So I was I because I played well in like the stroke play portion. I was playing the number one spot because mm-hmm. now you can switch around your lineups, but you couldn't then. It's mm-hmm. just wherever you finished in stroke play, that's where you. Oh, were. okay, I see. Um, so I was playing against the number one player in the country, Ben Taylor. Um, nice. It was fun. I, I yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I loved. It was that's always super nice. competitive. Oh, yeah. Playing against the number, I mean, that always kind of and it just came, it came down to eighteen. But the I mean, our the match was already over. We were already down four <laughs> zero. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wanted to win just to get a point on the board. Or yeah. Half, and it came down to eighteen, and it was a pretty long hole. And I, had, I mean, I had hybrid in, and I had to make birdie, and I made, I made par, but mm-hmm. it was. Uh, oh, it's still, it was a blast. still a good. I mean, still an awesome performance. Like yeah. That part. I mean, unfortunately, like you said, he got swept, but um, I mean, I guess that's just kind of how golf is. Yeah. And that's just how it goes. So, so you got to senior and stuff. Um, when, uh, when at what time did you think? All right, I want to play professional golf. Well, I always had glimpses throughout my college career, like freshman year i had one tournament where i was like in close to the lead or in the lead going the last couple holes in arizona finished mm-hmm. second um sophomore year i had the same thing i was like when i play well i tend to like really play well and i just light it up kind yeah. of thing um so i finished second again and then uh, junior year is when i won my first tournament actually first tournament of the spring um at arrowhead which is san Bernardino's tournament okay yeah um so that's 64 73 64 nice that's um one i think i won by five in that one Ooh, yeah that was nice that'll do yeah, that's yeah <laughs> well it came in with a 31 so just, yeah just <laughs> that'll that'll win a tournament there yeah it was it was a blast and it was the first tournament my parents actually like really saw me play oh awesome in college yeah so that was even more Playing special in front of them yeah. in front of them that's yeah. awesome <laughs> there's the yeah. there's a guy. that's all right um so so basically that junior year when I mm-hmm. finally like broke through and won, I kind of always had the dream of playing professional golf. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was when I really started to feel like you could do I this. Could, I could yeah. do this. You got it. And then senior year, I was like, I was basically in the top 10, most of my events. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just knew that I wasn't playing to my potential kind of thing. Cause I, I feel like I took a big jump from junior year to senior year. Okay. Yeah. Um, it could have been that I was just more focused. I mean, I always worked really hard and golf was like my number one priority, but right. I, uh, I took a big jump and I felt like my game was like trending in the right direction. Um, is, which is awesome timing because I mean, you're gonna, you're leading into the end of your college career and then you're like, you know, you want to play pro golf and you you felt like your game was totally there. Yeah. So, and I felt like, um, I just I was always playing number two, which didn't bother me at all. It doesn't really matter what number I was playing because mm-hmm. I was just playing golf. Um, but I just felt like I was not playing to where I wanted to be at. Like I, I would play, my bad rounds were okay. Like I'd shoot, I'd, I'd scrape it around and shoot like 72, 73, 71 yeah, which on is, my bad rounds. On your is, bad, which is awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um, but my, I just wasn't having enough good rounds like mm. my i was going from like 69 to 73 like every round yeah. or 74 70 and occasionally 75 but it was just like wasn't quite clicking on all cylinders and i was getting frustrated and uh i just remember one day on the range at uh this driving range to be surprised at skyway mm-hmm. um my coach just took me aside he's like 
I know you're not playing up to your pretend or like what you want to be, mm-hmm. like what's going on. You want to talk about it? And I was mm-hmm. just, I kind of just broke down and I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just want to play better. Like yeah. I know I can play better. Right. And this was heading right into postseason. Oh, okay. and our team was doing well. So it wasn't like we weren't playing well, but I just felt like I needed to play better, especially yeah. cause I wanted to go pro. Yeah. Right. Um, and he's brought me to the side and he told me this good analogy just about like how many fires are burning for you at this time. So mm-hmm. if you have like school and girlfriend and golf yeah. and part and social life and all this stuff going on, like which fires when everyone, a bunch of fires are burning, they're all going to kind of just be average because mm-hmm. you can't tend to all of them at the same time. But if you limit your fires, the certain fires that you have, you can tend to them more and then they can burn brighter and that was actually that actually helped me a lot and that postseason i had like played some of my best golf all year um finished in the top five at our conference i tied for the lead lost in the playoff i tied for the lead mm-hmm. uh and then regionals i was we were basically i was basically in the top five or top seven something like that oh, okay um and then nationals i played really well and i shot 63 in the second round uh, finished top five at nationals and i was just like you're finishing so I was, high on yeah I was, and it basically i finished i finished a second team all-american it was basically just because of my postseason uh-huh. like i probably i don't i mean i don't know for sure but i probably would have been all, like arnold would mention mm-hmm. but finishing that well in the postseason bumped me up to second team which was really good that's awesome oh uh, yeah and awesome I, I finally felt like i was playing more like how I felt like I was playing, just mm-hmm. the scores weren't where I thought they were. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Okay, nice. So uh, your your scores were getting up there. You've had an awesome finish to your senior and everything. Um, you're all American, and so you you're gonna play pro golf that following year. Kind of how how were things? What was your kind of path and your vision of how you wanted to go about professional golf? Um, so I kind of went in blind. I didn't really know. Um, anything about it or anything um i know i talked to my coach tl and like he played professionally oh okay um it's a good resource then. yeah so he he like gave me his information that he like like his proposals for sponsorship money and kind of his schedule and his budgets and all that and he mm-hmm. helped me with that um and then i had a semester left of college actually because i switched majors in between oh okay so you had um, a little bit of schooling left over yeah so i had one semester left so i basically just helped out with the team. I was like an assistant coach. Oh, okay. So you hadn't quite turned pro right, right. in there. Okay. Yeah. So I was finishing in the, in the spring semester mm-hmm. or yeah, spring semester. No, sorry. Fall no, fall semester. semester yeah, yeah. I was finishing December. Yeah. You finished um, in December. So I was, I was finishing up and I was just helping out with the team and I was staying in Chico and I just was working at the country club there, Butte Creek. Yeah. Butte Creek. Yeah. And, uh, just yeah, trying just, to just just save up money as much as I can and then you practice probably, as much as I can. Yeah, you saw the connection with the team, so you yeah. could go and practice and stuff like that. Yeah, and Butte Creek was great to me. Um, like the general manager there and the head pro, mm-hmm. Mike Mattingly, he was the best resource. That's awesome. Per, I mean, we just had a special connection also, and he just believed in me also. So he let me go out there and play as much as I want, practice as much as I want. And that and goes I, a long way. Yeah. And I'd just, I'd work in the pro shop or outside wherever they needed me mm-hmm. just like a couple of days a week just to be able to practice and play. And uh, yeah, it was great. Nice. So, I mean, it, it's so nice to have that kind of connection, that relationship with the, with the country club, because I mean, it's a private golf course and stuff. You can go out there, you can practice and everything. So it just feels a lot more exclusive. So you had a place to play. So you uh, finished. You finished up your extra semester. Um, what kind of tours and kind of what events did you start getting into and stuff to go to play professional golf? Um, so I, I went. I graduated in December, mm-hmm. and then I went home for just a couple of weeks. And I actually lived in Arizona for eight months. Oh I had yeah, a, a lot of golf there. Yeah, a lot of golf. Lot so of golf. Gateway Tour was pretty big back then, or bigger than it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think it's around anymore. Oh, honestly. really? <laughs> <laughs> but the gateway tour was going on and it was, I mean, they were like, you get 150 guys. Oh, and yeah, a lot of it guys was like 1300 to enter for oh, the, wow. so I mean, it's not cheap. No, no, it's expensive. But I saved up like, I didn't have any sponsors or anything. I saved up like 10 grand or so. And, uh, I had a family friend who lived down there. So I just stayed with them. Oh, for, like, awesome. Eight months. So, about that. Yeah, it was, 
I got lucky there too. <laughs> um, and Kyle was down there and another guy on our team uh, named Lucas who okay. graduated right before I graduated. So you guys were all playing playing these tournaments together. And yeah, stuff, so of. we were all living in Arizona basically and we'd all like play all these gateway tour events. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there for about eight months and I, my best finish, I finished second um, and that Anthem Country Club, and it was right before, and I just remember it was right before the Waste Management Monday qualifier. Oh, wow. Yeah. So guy, like guys from Web and everything was coming in. A lot of big guys, a lot of big names, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, we're coming in to play in the Monday, and then they were just playing a tournament beforehand to try to make some money and recoup their expenses, basically. Because mm-hmm. Mondays, chasing Mondays is expensive. Really? Because you don't, you don't make anything unless you get into the tournament mm-hmm. and make the cut. Yeah, you got, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> So a lot of people, guys, try to like schedule other events around it, so that way they can make some money mm-hmm. and pay for everything else. I see. Um, so I I felt like that tournament when I finished second, uh, it like validated it for me mm-hmm. that I could play professional golf. Mm-hmm. Like I was contending with guys that have been out there for years, and obviously there's there's definitely a difference between mini tour and and PGA, mm-hmm. obviously, but. But yeah, I mean, there's still, it's still super competitive. I mean, there's so many good golfers out there. Yeah. Especially going to Arizona, where there's a lot of golf. A lot of people come to play professional golf, start their career. So, yeah. I mean, that's so, just hard. Yeah. It was, it just gave me validation because it was my first year out there. And I was like, all right, I can, I can contend can here. I can play here. I can win here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was my biggest check. I think it was like eight grand or something like that, which was, oh, wow. which was massive at the time. And so you're like, let's doubled go. My, <laughs> doubled my bank account. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. So so, good. so getting into tournaments and stuff, I mean, cost-wise, um, kind of talk about what it costs again. You said one was like 1300 or something to get in. And then you have uh, – what – uh, places and stuff did you have to finish in order to kind of recruit uh, recruit your money? Would you say? Um, it typically was like top twenty. You would maybe make like a couple hundred bucks for the week. Oh, wow. um, if you make the cut, you get you get money, but it's usually just the entry fee. Mm-hmm. So you like you'd pay off your entry fee. The That's kind of nice. Yeah, at least you get your money back. Yeah, but it's always um, nice to make a little. Bit but then extra. like hotel and food and gas and all that for the week. It's usually you'd usually budget about. 1500 to 2000 for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, just that's with entry fee and everything. Yeah. That's the whole trip. Yeah. So usually it's about two grand a week mm-hmm. with hotel. Um, and you basically just, at least for me, I, we, our buddies, we tried to stay as cheap as possible. Yeah. Oh, I'm Stayed sure. Some of the worst hotels <laughs> ever. <laughs> I'm sure that's kind of the, the theme whenever guys start playing oh, yeah. professional golf though. Yeah. Stayed in, Oh, there was, I just remember one time in Utah, we stayed at this place. It was 30 bucks a night. So we knew it was going to be horrible. 30 bucks a night. 30 bucks right. a night. Um, and there's three of us there. So it was 10 bucks a night for the week. Nice. And we got into that room and we, it was the dirtiest thing ever. Oh man. But hey, uh, it was, we got through it. And it's what you guys had. Yeah, so, I mean, it, yeah, builds, it. it builds character. Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> So um, you played in Arizona and stuff, and I know you kind of were trying to play on the McKinsey tour and stuff. Kind of talk about your days on the McKinsey tour and what was that like? How'd you, how'd you get in? What's the process of kind of getting onto that? Yeah, so uh, they do Q school in, I believe it's February. Okay. Um, and the season for uh, for Canada is because of the uh, the ice and snow and everything. Um, is basically like end of March, early May mm-hmm. till September. So it's a pretty short season. It might even be end of May, beginning of June, I think it is actually till oh, September. Okay. So it's only like a couple months of actually playing golf. So it's crammed in there schedule wise, yeah. which is actually kind of nice. Uh-huh. If you get on, a, if you get on street, a heater, yeah. yeah, you're yeah, you're gonna play some good golf. Um, so the first year I tried was 2015. Um, I was just playing mini tours for a couple of years just to get some experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 2015, I tried to play on the Canadian tour, mm-hmm. or I tried to do Q school, and I didn't make it. I'm sorry, back up. 2014, it was mm-hmm. the first year I tried. Okay. Um, and I didn't make it. 2015, I actually started seeing a sports psychologist. Oh, okay. Um, 
And I don't think there's any coincidence that that's when I started playing some of my best golf. That's good. Um, I actually qualified for the McKenzie Tour with conditional status. So it's like you only get into you only have a certain amount, certain amount of events and you're kind of lower on the list of uh, priority to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got so I didn't get into the first couple of events, which is in British Columbia. Those are kind of like everyone wants to go there. Yeah, those are because it's the first couple ones of the season. So everyone everyone that got their card basically goes play goes and plays i see um but my first event was actually fort mcmurray which is like the third or fourth event in okay um and i mondayed in also because i wasn't sure if i was going to get in or not with my status so i went just went up there to monday and i got in shot 68 mm-hmm. in the qualifier nice um <clears throat> played that i shot 67 the first round mm-hmm. and i was actually uh and we had host families then so like a family in the area ho- they kind of yeah they take you in yeah you take you in with them and stuff yeah so i was staying with uh jj spawn actually oh yeah <laughs> jj spawn yeah, yeah on the pg tour yeah sweet um Are you pretty pretty close with him and stuff or um if we'll see each other we'll say like hey what's up mm-hmm. um but it's not i don't like talk to him really anymore right um and james eckerbeck eckerbeck something like that mm-hmm. um which he's, I think he's over in playing, trying to play Europe or something. Still. Oh, okay, awesome. Um, so you're playing with, I mean, you're playing with some kind of bigger names and stuff. Yeah. And so, um, kind of what other, I mean, were there any guys on that tour and stuff that are on PG tour or playing in the European tour now and stuff that you played with? Um, I know JJ's on tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot. I'm, of, a I, lot of guys. Yeah, there's. Uh, trying to th- i don't remember off the top of my head i just remember mm-hmm. jj because yeah. he was playing well well how was he what was he like on the canine tour was he just dominating pretty, uh he i mean he he played well yeah he, he was playing well uh-huh. um he's a pretty laid-back guy is he easy to talk to oh that's cool yeah so he, he's a good guy mm-hmm. so um, then you played um you started playing in the events and stuff on the canadian tour and um so uh, how many events and stuff did you play on yeah so I was kind of at that point in my career, uh, I was kind of out of money and I was just kind of betting on myself mm-hmm. and I was just putting everything on a credit card. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I played, so if we, before Canada, I played in China actually for a couple oh, months. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I played in China for a month before the Canadian season started. Um, and just I, to kind of keep your competitive edge and stuff. And yeah. Just get over there. And my buddy, Kyle, he, he got... He won the qualifier in China. Mm. Um, so he was like, hey, I need someone to travel with in China. Do oh, sweet. Do you want to come over here with me? Um, and his sponsor kind of helped us out oh, that's getting cool. over there. Otherwise, there's no chance I was going to be able to go. Uh-huh. His sponsor was like, hey, I'll, I'll help you like get over here if sweet. you qualify. So I had to do the Mondays because I wasn't a member of the China Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, if you qualify into the event, We'll, we'll play and we'll split the money like whatever oh, okay, 50 50 cool. or something uh-huh. um but if you don't qualify you'll just caddy for kyle and that's it and you'll still be there yeah, yeah you'll still be there um so i did three events over there because one of them got canceled um in shanghai wuhan city and i can't, wow. rem- can't remember the other one uh, yeah it's a smaller know. city well i didn't know you played in china so and that's- I made two. I qualified for two of the three. Lost in the playoff in the in the middle one. Mm. Um, and courses over there are, are like spectacular. Are they? Yeah, they're super green and not all of them, but they're just really good condition. Uh, you know, hazards OB on both sides. Oh uh, yeah, that's no fun. So yeah, you gotta hit long, fairways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like before before athletes started playing golf. Uh huh. Um. Like better athletes started playing golf. We'll get to that later. But, uh-huh, you're right. Uh, the courses were long at that time. I see. Like now, now I don't think they'd they'd be kind of normal. But I feel like they were almost ahead of the game. I see. In in course design because they had so much land mm-hmm. that they could make them really long, and then you get some wind. Yeah, that's some. But they, tough it was really good courses. So uh, I was I was fun. I had a great time over there. Nice, sweet. So um, you played on the Chan- or the Canadian tour in China and stuff. And then um, at what point were you kind of like, you know, maybe professional golf's not really for me. I mean, kind of explain that process a little bit. Yeah. So uh, Canada, I only played actually half the season because I ran out of money. Okay. Um, 
And I was basically to $10,000 in debt just on my credit card, which I'm, I'm kind of a stingy person as it is, mm-hmm. or like kind of guard my money pretty well. Um, and I, it was kind of freaking me out that I was like, I know it doesn't sound like a lot once people have student loans. And yeah, stuff people like, have outrageous student but loans. But how to me, ten thousand, I was like, all right, I gotta like do something. Yeah, even this back out. <laughs> I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was lucky; I didn't have any student loans, so this was basically my student loan kind of thing. And I bet on myself, and it just didn't work out. Um, but I started uh, working at Lakewood Country Club. I knew the GM there, and they were helping me out. They were like, "Do you want to play still?" I was like, "No, I'm just gonna." I basically quit golf for like. Seven, eight months. Yeah. <laughs> a new opportunity uh, at Lakewood, at Lakewood mm-hmm. happened where someone I knew was like, hey, do you want to caddy at Riviera? I can oh, probably get you in. That's legit. And I was like, well, I can make minimum wage at Lakewood <laughs> or I can make cash caddying for some pretty nice or wealthy people. Who knows? Maybe they can help me out down the line. Oh, yeah. You're um, making those awesome connections. Yeah, making great connections. So I got lucky there and I uh, sent him – I went up to visit the caddy master mm-hmm. um and i gave him my resume and he basically like, hired me on the spot because awesome. i had the recommendation of one of my good buddies that helps um <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i started caddying at riviera um and at first i was like working both jobs i like caddy on the weekends and work and i was like i'm no more working at lakewood i'm just gonna yeah you're just gonna do caddy caddying full-time. yeah full-time because um, it starts off slow caddying it's just like in the caddy shack all day and you're just you're last out mm. as an as like a rookie kind i of see thing. yeah it's, it's kind of like a seniority kind of thing kind now. of yeah okay. um so it was like sometimes i would go and i'd sit there all day and wouldn't get a job uh, i see and then like after probably four or five, six months, my name started getting out there and people started requesting to take me. That's good. And then I met some, like a, a good a couple guys who would take me every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, paying so, you pretty well, I'm sure. Yeah, paying, yeah. It's like, it's usually, it's a uh, single bag is usually a hundred minimum. Um, double bag is 200. So would you just double bag it every time? Or? I mean, I've tried to. You've tried I mean, to. You don't always get what you want. But right, yeah, you, you just kind of take what you can get. Yeah, you take what you can get. But in the beginning, it was a lot of single bags. Um, but, you know, I'd make like 120 to 150 a day, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's... Um, and then double bags, you you go like 200 to 250. And there was when I first started, I got so lucky and I, was, I thought like the world was, I don't know what was happening, but <laughs> <laughs> I got this outside group and they it was like my second time ever catting out there wow and i got this outside group and they gave me 500 dollars. i was like okay i can get used to this <laughs> nice <laughs> nice and then it was like that never really happened again uh-huh. but it was it was nice just, oh yeah I, I paid off my debt a lot faster that way that's good um and then i actually saved up quite a bit of money mm-hmm. and uh, i was like sitting in the caddy shack i was like i can't do this forever like I, I actually got uh, an option to take the assistant coaching job at Pacific. Oh, okay. Uh, because John Cook, who uh, used to coach at Stanislaus, was a coach there, and TL put in a good word for me, and John Cook knew me from when I was playing against him. Sweet. Um, and he was like, would you be interested in an assistant coaching job at Pacific? And I was like, let me think about it. And then I was thinking about it. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not ready to like give up playing yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you kind of did, you went back into playing again. Yeah. So I saved a bunch of money Mm -hmm. and I went back out. Um, Where'd you go? Did you go back to Arizona or just Southern California? I just stayed in Southern California and Mm -hmm. then traveled from there. Okay. Um, I was, I was living with my parents at the time. Um, And then I basically did state opens, did gateway tours, did golden state tour, did basically whatever I could find Mm -hmm. and just played as much as I could. Right. Um, and I, I was playing really well, and I went to Arizona, um, and I played a couple of Gateway Tour events, and then I actually that summer I did like a loop from California to <clears throat> I did Wyoming Open. Uh, oh wow! There, there was a South or sorry, there was a South Dakota, which is Dakota's tour event. Okay, and then we. It was Kyle and I that were traveling together. Oh, okay. And then we uh, stopped at. 
Yeah, we can't think of it. That's yeah, right. Uh, yeah, anyway. So you just played, you played in yeah. the variation of uh, the Yeah, so we went, we south. basically, we drove the whole way, too. So we went South Dakota, mm-hmm. and we went Iowa. Oh, okay. Wow. You guys were definitely getting around there. Yeah, South Dakota, Iowa, back to Wyoming, down to Colorado for the Colorado State Open, which is like the best one. I, yeah, I've heard that's a huge turn. <clears throat> 100 grand to the winner. Oh, man. So it's like changes your life. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so she has a mini tour guy just grinding. Oh, 100 yeah. 100 grand. It goes Winning like, that thing would be just amazing. Yeah, and I, I played well the whole time. Um, I finished fifteenth, uh, I think, at Colorado, which oh, is okay. like one of my biggest checks, just because the money's so good mm-hmm. there. How much did you make on that one? Um, I mean, it was only like twenty seven hundred, twenty eight hundred. Oh, okay. um, Still, that's pretty it, good. The whole trip, I was positive. Uh, I think I made a couple grand for it. Was like a month. Mm-hmm. Made a couple grand, which was good for a mini tour golf. Getting enough to swipe the credit card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the last event on the trip was like a full circle. We played the Long Beach Open. Oh, nice! And back in your hometown. Back in the hometown, and I was feeling good, coming mm-hmm. off a good performance, and I was like, "This is the year I'm finally gonna like You're gonna break play through. well yeah. at Long Beach Open." Because I've always like been like middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. I missed the cut a few times. I've finished like twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth. I just felt like this is my spot. I need to play well. Yeah, you're re- you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, this is the year. And then I missed the cut, and it like hit me in like hard. And I was like, what are you doing? Like this oh, is this is the man. event. Like, yeah, this is yeah. you're coming in hot. Like you gotta yeah. you gotta play well here. Um, you felt like you like maybe put pressure on yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely put too much pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. And like the first round, I shot like seventy four or something. And I see. The cut's usually like four under. Mm-hmm. so you had to go stupid low the next day yeah i mean the courses aren't super hard but i just i had to play well to make the cut and i think i shot like 69 just not good enough so yeah i see so after uh the long beach open and stuff or was it kind of like uh, all right maybe we're not gonna play um, golf anymore or? i still was playing um mm-hmm. and then i i was like okay i'm gonna give it one more year mm-hmm. after that after that whole thing i was still and i was still caddying at riviera at the same time okay so at least you're you're working making some yeah money still so i was in. playing and working at the same time that's good um and the great thing about caddying is once you get your requests coming in you don't have to wait there all day anymore mm-hmm. so so you could kind of plan your days yeah you can plan your days with, you can practice in between you got work yeah practice tournament travel and everything right like that. um and you i mean there's no schedule so you go in when you want mm-hmm. the, at least that's how it was when I was there. I see. Um, and so that next year, we basically, Kyle and I, we basically did that same loop. Okay. Um, and my buddy, Michael Kim, mm-hmm. Michael um, Kim yeah. who I was, I practiced with and all that, he was playing at the John Deere while, while I was in Wyoming, playing the Wyoming Open. And that first round, I shot 61. 61 yeah I, I had a span of i shot 61 twice in a month jeez one at brookside country uh brookside golf course in pasadena, oh, in pasadena? yeah right yeah the I there. yeah, uh-huh, yeah. the course record there you got the course record there yeah oh that's awesome yeah. i play i played there in a in a high school tournament and stuff there so that's funny yeah. and then wow. then i went to wyoming like a month later for the wyoming open again mm-hmm. i was with kyle and my buddy henry who were all friends with michael um and he was playing like he was lights out at the john deere like taking away and it was was, i just remember henry and i were waiting for our our final round tea time because we're like in the last group and we're Mm -hmm. like uh supposed to be warming up or like we're on our phones streaming michael kim Uh final round and at the john deere yeah at the john deere and we're like okay is he gonna get it done today he's Uh gonna get it done today and then the first four holes he like birdied the first three out of four holes or oh, something like that. Man. And we were like, he's going crazy in the car. And we're like, okay, let's go warm up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I didn't quite get off to the same start. Michael Kim uh-huh, did, but, but yeah, all right. <laughs> I think I finished like third or fourth that event. Okay. Um, and I, I mean, felt good. Uh, I actually was talking to, uh, that. So fourth of July, my girlfriend lived in Sonoma while okay. I was living in Long Beach. So we would like, we were been dating for a couple of years um and we would see each other basically like once a month um so but, you were coming up in the area yeah we were, we'd see each other basically like once a month but it'd be like at a week at a time or like five days at a time and we'd try to make it like a trip mm-hmm. so like we would go to palm springs and we both oh, meet yeah. each other there we'll go like monterey or yeah just to make it like a little vacation as right well. yeah you go to the more popular spots and stuff yeah so that i mean it actually worked out really well and she, i was i mean i picked someone who was 
let me be who I was and like supported me to play golf. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, didn't need me around 24 seven, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, that's you're, why you're we're still, together still. Yeah. She's my fiance now, mm-hmm. but yeah, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. But, uh, so I had a great support system. Um, and so you're kind of your, your professional golf career, um, kind of winding down a little bit and stuff. Yeah. Um, how, how was the process with getting an assistant coach job at Sonoma state, which is you are assistant coach. Yeah. So I'm assistant now at Sonoma. Yeah. Um, and which is actually funny cause we were rivals in, in college. Right. Yeah. Chico state <laughs> and Sonoma state. Yeah. They're big they're rivals. Yeah. Um, but I was, I came up here for 4th of July. Okay. I was visiting. Um, and on 4th of July, I told Nicole, it's my fiance now that I'm going to go practice for a little bit. Um, this is like middle of the day. Mm-hmm. So I went to Oakmont and I was just like chipping and putting yeah. around the green, had my headphones in. Um, and I see Val, coach yeah. Val yeah, coming off the course with his wife oh, sweet. <laughs> and on, on, he was like, Eric. And I was like, Hey, what are you doing, <laughs> what are you doing? up here? And I was uh-huh. like, Oh, told him the story. Like my girlfriend lives up here. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just playing still like doing whatever. And he's like, Oh, well, uh, if, if you're interested, like I told him I was thinking about moving up here, mm-hmm. um, to be closer to her. And of course, um, two years is long enough, long distance. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to be together. Yeah. So it was, it was, uh, he was like, Oh, well we have an assistant coaching position open if you'd be interested and you can still play and do all that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'd be interested. That's uh, awesome. I'll let you know, like I'm supposed to go play these, this like loop again and play the Colorado open again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might, if I, you know, if I play well there, it might be a no. But. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know. Uh-huh. And at the same time, uh, I was actually talking to the Long Beach state head coach, oh, okay. Michael Wilson. Uh-huh. And he was, uh, I had an interview with him about the assistant coaching job at Long Beach state. Um, and I missed the, or I, yeah, missed the cut at Colorado. Mm-hmm. And that night, I, from, from like this little diner we were eating at, I like called Val and I was like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, like, I'm still deciding, but I want to be honest with you. I also have an offer from Long Beach state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still deciding. I think I'm leaning towards Sonoma. I know it's D one to a D two school, uh-huh. but I don't know if I, I like want to move up closer to my girlfriend, I think. Mm-hmm. So the location just happened lo- to be better. And stuff. yeah. Yeah. So it almost was just like a better fit mm-hmm. not that i, I it's don't... almost like you're going through the recruiting process yeah again. it's basically like you're going through the recruiting <laughs> yeah. process um at least fit at the time i thought it i thought it would be and so i didn't play well and then so i missed a cut came home and then i was thinking about it and i was like you know i just don't think that i want to do this you don't want to do the, like I, you don't want to do the, the I, grind anymore yeah like i i want to not settle mm-hmm. but i want to like Maybe pursue something else. I want to, yeah. I want to, like, I sacrificed a lot of different things to play golf. Yeah. Like, my social life. Not that I didn't have friends, but like, yeah. It was like, I wouldn't go snowboarding because, yeah, you, well, you, I was afraid of getting hurt. Yeah. You had to work, well, yeah. You had to work a lot of things around just golf and everything. I mean, it's a very demanding sport. Yeah. And a very demanding time. So, yeah. And I didn't want, yeah. I I didn't want to spend any money on extra things Mm -hmm. that were, because I wanted to spend all my money towards golf. So then I was was like, well, if I take this Sonoma job, I'll move closer to Nicole. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Coach Val was telling me that I could still practice and play. And if I wanted to go to tournaments, I could. So it was like, I wasn't quitting golf. No, right. You still, you could do it on the side. You could do it on the side. So instead of catting, I'd just be coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, I think this is the right fit for me. And I moved up here in, uh, it was like end of July, beginning of August, mm-hmm. 2018. Okay. Um, and I started coaching and I, I was actually planning on like playing tournaments and things, mm-hmm. um, and keep playing. But as I was coaching, I just realized like my heart just, just I wasn't a hundred percent committed to right. grinding and just keep continuing to try to get a competitive advantage yeah i mean it's it it takes a lot i mean 
I couldn't even, I mean, I don't want it. I don't want to do that. It doesn't, it honestly just doesn't sound like fun. Honestly, yeah. I'd rather go out and play recreational golf. Yeah. You have to love it. That's for sure. You, that is you have to sure. want it. Like if, you, if you're going in at 50, 50, mm-hmm. you're probably not, you're not going to make it. I see. And you got to be all in. And that has to be like your thing. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what I'm going to do mm-hmm. and be committed to it. <laughs> yeah. So leading up to the time now, you're, so you're how many how many years into assisting coach at Sonoma State? Yeah, so this is I'm going into my third year. All right, uh, it's been basically a dream. Yeah, um, I, working with Coach Val has been great. Yeah, super nice guy. Shout out to Coach Val. Yeah, shout out to Coach Val. <laughs> uh, he's I mean he's let me be who I am, and he's I mean he's trusted me with things. Even as when I was the first year, he'd be mm-hmm. like, "Hey, what do you think?" Like he's always asking for my input. Uh, and I, I feel like that's a good thing. Like I'm not, I feel like he does. He never talks down to anyone. It's always like, what can, how can we, how can we make how something can we, yeah, better? How can know? we do this better? Uh-huh. And I, I like that a lot. And I think I've learned how to do more of that because mm-hmm. I, I've always been kind of a stubborn guy okay. <laughs> <laughs> in college. They call me the bulldogs because uh-huh. I on the golf course. just didn't want to be around me. <laughs> um, but yeah uh yeah so it's, it's been, been good you yeah well. it's been really really good so leading up to the time now you know covid hit and everything so um i know you've been catting you've been getting into catting a lot lately so kind of explain that yeah so flashback to michael kim uh-huh, michael kim <laughs> yep we're always waiting to just like yep uh he asked me what was it uh a year and a half ago to caddy he his caddy was having a baby or something oh okay um and he was like hey do you want a caddy for me this week are you available mm-hmm. and this was during our spring season so i know we were in seasons i was talking to coach Val. i was like hey it's a this is an off week uh is it okay if i like caddy for michael mm-hmm. and he was like yeah go ahead and so i went out to the wyndham championship mm-hmm. No, no, sorry. That was the second one. The first one was the, what's the team play event? The Zurich. Oh, Zurich's yeah, the classic. Zurich. Yeah, yeah, So he's like, hey, it's a team play event. Um, awesome. And I was like, even better. It's like kind of low key, not like straight into the fire kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you're not into the big, <laughs> big tournament or something. Um, so I did that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was paired with Andrew, uh, PT Pan. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or CT Pan. CT sorry. Pan, yeah, yeah. Um, and he just came off a win wow. the week before. So, yeah, so that's it, just kind of a surreal moment. I mean, yeah, you're, so, you're catting on the PJ Tour and stuff. Yeah, so, so it, was, it was a blast. Uh-huh. Um, and then I caddied for the Wyndham Championship right after, and that was basically the end of his season. I see. Um, and then that next, and then I didn't caddy anymore because mm-hmm. um, he just he was going through his caddy came back or whatnot. Yeah um but now lately you've yeah. been you've been hitting it pretty hard huh? yeah so then covid hit and our season was basically canceled yeah and, sonoma state season was over and we weren't able to like see you guys or practice with Can't you guys anything. or anything so michael was like hey do you want a caddy for me for the fall because he was going through some caddy changes and mm-hmm. he and and you know i was like uh yeah Heck, I mean, who, Def- who, definitely, who wouldn't want? I mean, definitely. PJ Tour winner Michael Kim. I mean, yeah. he won the John Deere Classic. I mean, it's just it's just a dream come true. I, I've always wanted to. That'd be an awesome job to have. So. Yeah, and uh, so I ca- I started at Wyndham actually again. Okay. Um, and that was the end of the season, the first last tournament of the season before the playoffs. He didn't make it into playoffs, but um. Then the first event of this season was a Safeway, so it's yep, like a home right event. Right up in Napa, <laughs> yeah, right over at Silverado. Home event. Don't even have to travel. Nope. Um, and then did I've done three tournaments since then, and I leave again on tomorrow, basically tomorrow night, mm-hmm. um, for the Sea Island event at RSM. That's awesome. So it'll be like five or six events this fall that I've you caddy for Michael. Going Kim. to be caddying, yeah, for mm-hmm. Michael. So, I mean, what what's it like caddying? I mean, you're inside the ropes, you're you're carrying the bag on the golf course. I mean, kind of tell us what's it like and stuff. Yeah. Uh I mean, it's 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 a job. I mean, it's definitely a job. Mm-hmm. Like you're out there not to just mess around. No, and, it's serious I mean, business. It, there's a lot of money on the line mm-hmm. and I mean, Michael's trying to get to a point where he's getting back to the winner's circle. Right. He's been kind of struggling a little bit, so I'm trying to do whatever I can to get him to play well. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'm just trying to like, at least the first couple events, 
just trying to figure out like what like i've played with michael mm-hmm. and i practiced with michael but that's different than like it's different mode. than yeah you're you're in the moment i mean you're, and like his practice routine going mm-hmm. into an event yeah um, what's that what's that like for him is he yeah so he usually flies in on monday okay and depending on what time he gets in he might go hit balls he might not i see are you there at that time with him or not yet? yeah okay. usually we would both try to coordinate where we like fly in at the same time and you have to get covid tested um yeah before you can practice and do all that how many so. how many times have you been covid tested <laughs> uh basically every week almost yeah every week basically what the hell is that <laughs> it's not it's actually not that bad it's not that bad it's not that bad. i've heard i've heard stories that it's just they shove it up so far your nose it's, it's just it just feels yeah it makes you tear up a little bit uh-huh. um but i feel like you just get kind of used to it and it depends who's doing it too some people are a little more gentle than others. <laughs> a little more aggressive with it yeah <laughs> Uh-huh. But I mean, it's not too bad. Uh-huh. You, so, so you guys are leading. Um, Monday, he kind of you know goes hit balls and stuff. What what does the week look like for you? Yeah. So Tuesday, in the beginning, there was no pro ams or anything. Okay. Um, so Tuesday, we'd play nine holes. Um, then we'd like hit balls or do putting, and then we'd grab lunch, and then we'd either if we didn't hit balls after the round, then we'd hit balls after lunch, mm-hmm. or would vice versa, putting or, or hit balls or chip. Um, and we basically usually play in the mornings cause it was pretty warm in the afternoon. So you try to get off in the morning to go cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no tea times or anything. It's just like, you just, whenever you show up, you, that's just, when go. you just go. Uh-huh. Um, who do you guys play with during practice rounds and stuff? Um, basically whoever is on the first tee, oh, okay. but, uh, sometimes we'd play with C, uh, C. Kim. Oh yeah. Um, not to usually too many. It's usually just like one or two sums that are going out. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're not going to have very yeah. big groups or stuff yeah. like that. Um, so we're usually done by like one, two o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, I've been staying with Michael. So it's because we're buddies. So it's yeah, not that big of, course, of a deal. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of go back to the hotel, mm-hmm. hang out. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, whenever you're uh, Thursday starts, you're in the moment. I mean, what's it, what's it feel like? Is it what everybody, I mean, it's obviously it's different. You don't have the patrons. You don't have, you don't have as many people there and stuff, but I mean, it's gotta be kind of a surreal moment. Like, you know, you're, I mean, I know it's serious work, but at the same time, there's gotta be that side of you. Like, like, okay. PGA tour events. I mean, this is legit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he usually starts out on the putting green. So yeah. I'll, I'll like take the bag. He just, it's usually about an hour before his mm-hmm. tea time yeah. and he'll go to the putting green and he has like a little ruler that he uses that he puts. Oh, puts the, ball, puts the balls and puts off yeah. it. So he'll do that for a little bit and then we'll head to the range. And that's when you're just like, you just hear all the, the nice sounding golf shots. Yeah. <laughs> you're watching all the PGA tour players out there. And you just, you, I mean, you see how far these guys are hitting. It's mm-hmm. just unreal. Yeah. Including Michael. Michael hits it like 290, 300 also. So it's not like sitting it short right but, yeah uh yeah i i've never been one to like because i, I feel like i've grown up with a lot of the guys that are on tour now or mm-hmm. like starting to get on tour yeah that it's just not as big of a deal for me yeah. personally just because, because I've, I've known them growing up and right. i've seen You've them around them. what are some of those guys and stuff like that you played with max homa max homa like we used to there used to be a catalina tournament that we'd go to every year as a junior mm-hmm. uh you know, JJ played with in Canada. So, it's, I mean, when you see Tiger and Rory and things, it's like a little bit different. Cause right. I, I didn't grow up with that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's when you're like, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty cool. <laughs> Michael, we played with uh, Jason Duffner a couple of times. We got paired with him. Sweet. And I mean, that guy hits it as, as well as anybody I've ever seen. Really? On a rope. Yeah. Really? On a string. Just so, <laughs> on a string. So straight. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So, um, what kind of, what kind of player would you say Michael Kim is? I mean, I know he's on the PGA tour, winner on the PGA tour, won John Deere classic. What makes his game stand out? That is just like, like, that's why he's on the PGA tour. Yeah. Uh, well, I know when he first got on tour, like his putting was unbelievable. Is it? Okay. I mean, it still is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. And the short game's really good. Um, and then he, when he first got on tour, he wasn't like the longest guy by any means. So he's kind of built up his distance and he's oh, gotten good. stronger and like he's starting, that's why he's starting to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, he, he's starting to hit the ball really, really well. That's good. Yeah. So good. I'd expect good things from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming up. <laughs> giving him, yeah. I mean, and you're giving him the best numbers you can and stuff. So, yeah. so it seems like, um, 
short game is kind of his strong suit and stuff. And um, so whenever, whenever he kind of hits a shot or something on the course, does he ever get, I mean, I'm sure he gets mad, but is he like a guy that's just really easygoing or is he? I think that's my favorite part about Michael Mm -hmm. is that he doesn't show like any emotion. Oh, that's good. Really? Mm-hmm. Like he he might be disappointed with which uh, that happens, normal. but that's normal. But he yeah. like he doesn't really. So he's probably clubs. He, he doesn't. He's got like, a good mental game. You too. Yeah, huh? he's a he has a good mental. He game. He can get through. Sure. Get past shots. Yeah, pretty. I mean, yeah, he's pretty solid. Nice. So um, inside the ropes, I mean, we'll talk about. We talked about Michael Kim and stuff. So. We'll talk about, um, I mean, like you said, you're on the range, you're hearing all these shots, you're watching all these, I mean, you're watching guys on PJ Tour hit shots and stuff. Yeah. Um, do you ever talk to any of the players? Do you ever talk to any of the caddies and stuff? I mean. Um, yeah. I mean, not like go out of my way to like go talk to them, but mm-hmm. like like Jason Duffner, because we're paired with them, you'll have yeah. a little bit of a conversation you're gonna here spend there. there. You're spending the whole round with them. Yeah. So. The caddies, um, there's a couple caddies that I've, started talking to more because i mean you see the same guys almost every week right when you go to week to week to week Mm -hmm. so you just kind of like i mean you get all the caddies are kind of in their own little caddy area Mm -hmm. so you just you know you talk to whoever's there you mingle with them yeah 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 and and, uh, a lot of the caddies will like talk about strategy about the golf course together bouncing ideas bouncing off, ideas off. Uh-huh. just i mean everyone wants their player to play well right? right yeah and everyone i mean i feel like nobody's really uh rooting for any not rooting against anyone mm-hmm. so yeah. everyone, you know it's whatever you can do to get your little bit of a competitive advantage exactly just right. like playing golf just you're just not hitting the shots anymore uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah that i mean that's the thing i mean do you feel like do you feel like that's kind of nice you can just you get the number boom and you you really just let him do all the work. I mean, or would you, I mean, I'm sure you'd rather be obviously playing in his position and stuff, but. Um, yeah. I mean, I would obviously, I'd rather play on the PGA tour. Yeah. That's it. Everybody. Wants like, to, yeah. Everybody yeah. wants to, uh-huh. but no, I'm, I'm enjoying caddying for him and like trying to help him mm-hmm. reach his potential basically yeah. get back to, you know, winning, winning by eight shots and setting scoring records. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. So, um, what do you, have you seen Bryson or have you seen like Brooks, Rory or Ty? I mean, kind of explain those situations when you see him, is it just like, like, Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brooks is a lot bigger than I, I thought he was. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually at this last tournament in Texas, uh, Oh yeah. The, you were at the Houston open. Yeah. The Houston open um spieth and brooks and lanto griffin were behind us the group behind us and wow. they, they they let fans in like yeah, just a limited, a limited amount. amount um and it seemed like like every fan was around that group <laughs> it was watching that group yeah <laughs> so it was it was like different from the beginning because now you have like you're telling people like hey can you stop walking and, yeah like can you, yeah and you i mean it was actually more fun because when something happened, you could like hear a roar again. Mm-hmm. Not that it was as loud as usual because mm-hmm. there's less fans, but but still, you're you're getting that kind yeah. of that like people are clapping it. again and like you're feeling like kind of a buzz. Mm-hmm. You're kind of getting more of that experience of a PGA Tour event, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, that's. I, I mean, like I said, I w- I would love to do something like that or just have any anything to do like that's just just so cool. So, um, what's your favorite? thing about catting on PG tour what what's just with all the things that come your way and the experiences you've been through what's your favorite thing um my favorite thing is probably traveling yeah <laughs> yeah i just i've always enjoyed going places i'm i've never been one to like kind of sit still like this is probably the longest i've lived in one area since i can move mm-hmm. by myself right um so for me being able to to travel and like go places has been like a blessing yeah <laughs> i think that's cool. why i kind of gravitated towards uh coaching also for colleges because you're like traveling because we're traveling all over the place i don't yeah. need to like see things i just need to like get out and go yeah somewhere. and be different parts of the of the <laughs> yeah. country and stuff yeah that's really awesome so you're gonna you're leaving like you're taking a red eye tonight you said and uh, tomorrow night tomorrow night, night you yeah. said okay yeah nice so um so you're just gonna you're gonna head in you guys are gonna meet about the same time just go through your 
same routine every the uh, whole week? Yeah, basically. Uh, except now they're doing pro-ams again. Oh, they are? Um, oh, cool. So now we just play 18 on Tuesday instead of 9 on Tuesday, 9 on Wednesday Got it. kind of thing. Um, but we'll just practice on Wednesday. Just do it. It's usually like a lighter practice just mm-hmm. to, you know, get the feel and then just kind of go home and relax or go back to the hotel and relax, eat some, eat, eat a dinner somewhere and do something, eat a lot of Korean barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Do you guys ever go eat with like any other PG tours like Siwoo Kim or, you know, do you yeah, guys ever uh, go? We usually do, he usually goes at least once a week or once a tournament with Siwoo mm-hmm. and Danny Lee if they're in the event. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Yeah, so we'll usually Korean barbecue or some type of Korean food. Nice. Which I love. <laughs> <laughs> so now that kind of wraps up you and you're catting on the PD tour for Michael Kim and stuff. So I have a couple questions just for fun. Um, there's been a lot of talk because Bryce and a lot of people are starting to hit the ball further and stuff. Do you think um, do you think the PG tour should set restrictions on golf clubs or the golf ball to prevent people from hitting it so far? Or what, what's your take on that? Um, I think – Probably eventually, like baseball, there'll be something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's the golf clubs. I think it's probably a golf ball change for like a tour ball or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure because I just I, honestly, I just feel like the golfers now are hitting. Yes, they're hitting it further because of technology, but technology really hasn't changed a lot since five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like golfers are just they're just becoming better athletes yeah, in they're, general. They're kind of putting, they're kind of putting the work in, you know, and yeah, they're kind of just putting the work in. And, uh, I feel like some courses. I mean, you're still seeing scores that aren't like taking it super low. Right. I mean, there's courses that they eat up. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's still a good mix of like U S opens. Maybe it's not over par anymore, but it's still only like it's six still under. It's not. Yeah. Right. And then you have tournaments that are 12 under mm-hmm. and then you have term, some tournaments are going to be 20 something under, but it's still like a mix of a decent amount. Mm-hmm. I think if a guy like Bryson is hitting it on a, like hitting it well that week, he's going to be tough to beat obviously because yeah. he's, he's hitting it way further than everybody mm-hmm. else. And more power too. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he put in the hard work and stuff. He's so. taking, he's, he's getting his competitive advantage. Yeah, that's for <laughs> sure. Yeah. It was funny cause I went back home, um, last week and I was getting a haircut and before I got my haircut, um, I, I got my Sonoma state pullover because I'm going to go to the course after his practice. And there's this guy and he goes, um, he said, you always oh, saw my shirt talking about where I play and stuff. And he goes, so what do you think about everybody hitting the ball so far? And I go, you know, honestly, I think, um, just more power to him. I mean, they put all the hard work in. I don't think they should change stuff. And, and he's like, well, they got to change, you know, they got to make courses longer. He's all, they got to do something. And it just made me think like, I can't believe there's, some people that think, you know, oh, they got to do something because you got to hold back a player, even though they're putting all this work in and it's all well within the rules. Like, it's just kind of crazy that they want to see people be restricted and not perform to the best they can. Yeah. And I also think just as like a general thing, if you make golf courses longer, yes, the pro, it'll be better for the pros because it'll make courses harder, Mm -hmm. but it's not that much harder. Like they hit their four iron almost as well as like, people hit their pitching wedges. So mm-hmm. it's not going to like change scoring a ton, right. but it will, it will make it, you, you have less birdie chances because you're hitting longer clubs in. Mm-hmm. But I think not, not only will you run out of land to make golf courses, but the general public, you're it's just, just not going to play. That you're course. just not going to play it. Right. And, and that course is going to go under because there's not enough play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, kind of like the, the, the course they played in Houston. It's a brand new course, Memorial golf club. Okay. Um, it's really long. Like there's par fours are over 500 yards. Yeah, that's just. Um, and the greens are table topped. And I, for the general public, I couldn't imagine someone going from right side <laughs> of the green, having it roll like 10 feet on the green and rolling back down to the left. Like, right. How like how is that fun for anybody? Yeah. Playing golf. And I mean, granted, they can move up tees, but still, that's though, another I mean, problem. People don't move up tees. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. So. Um, so, I mean, with that being said, I mean, where do you see the game of golf going? I know it, during COVID, um, a lot of people are bringing the game up and stuff. So, I mean, where do you, where do you see the game going? Uh, yeah, I actually think COVID is probably the best thing for golf. I would completely agree, yeah. <laughs> because so many people, I mean, I've talked to a bunch of people who are just like, oh, yeah, I picked it up a couple months ago because I had nothing else to do. Yeah. So now it's just a matter of if they catch the bug and if we can find ways to 
get them to stay on the golf course when, mm-hmm. when the other things start opening up. And yeah. I think the hardest part about that is, you know, pace of play becomes an issue because it's so crowded on golf courses. Like mm-hmm. golf rounds aren't the fastest, especially at busy courses, like in the, where there's a lot of people around mm-hmm. and it's literally the only thing. Yeah. Um, and then not only that, but I mean, it's not cheap to play. Exactly. I was just going to say, I was just so. going to say, I mean, financially, not only you having to go play this course and play, but I mean, you got to have clubs. Like I know there's some, I've had many people reach out to me and they're like, Oh, um, I'm just getting into golf. What's a good set of clubs. And they're like, Oh, um, I want to spend this certain amount, you know, and it tends to be a couple hundred bucks. And if you're going to get a full set of clubs, you're not going to get very nice clubs for a couple hundred bucks, but but it's just it's golf's an expensive sport, and I think that's kind of what people are starting to realize. But they want to get into it, so yeah, I, I think it's so cool that a lot of people are getting into it. And I think it's so awesome that not only um, myself, but you, and I mean everybody on our team, we all started at a young age, and we're all it's a lot more enjoyable when you're good at golf. So I'm it's so cool to see people get into it, and then just to see how they would progress and see if they stick with it. So yeah, and I, I do think that golf also like is it plays a big part in building connections and meeting people. And oh, 100%. especially right now. Cause I mean, who knows who you'll meet on the golf course right now? Cause everyone's playing golf. So. You're right. Yeah. It's a, Oh, it's a great networking <laughs> business. I mean, I yeah. can't think of the amount of people I've met. And I mean, just having this conversation, I mean, we get to talk about yeah. your experiences and I mean, obviously you're my assistant coach and then get the little behind the scenes with um, being PGA tour caddy and stuff. So um, so we'll go into the, uh, last question and stuff. Um, so from what you've experienced playing professional golf, catting on the PG tour, what's the most interesting thing you've seen or done that you would like to just let us in as, you know, people, we just watched, uh, tournaments on TV or we're behind the ropes. I mean, what's one of the cooler things that happens, um, kind of in your life? Yeah. Uh, probably the, the best thing that I could think of golf just builds a lot of character and you kind of see people's like real personality come out mm-hmm. when they're playing golf, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, you get all the ranges of emotion in golf. You get the highs, the lows, right? like from, it could be from hole to hole, from shot to shot. Like mm-hmm. you can, and I feel like you really see the true personality of people. I think that's one of the coolest things is you can like, I don't know, like we'll play golf together mm-hmm. and, you can tell if you're playing with a random person, if they get angry after every shot, like, right. Like, you, you, you learn a lot, you learn a lot about somebody. Right. And I think that's one of the coolest things that I learned is like, just, you just meet a bunch of different ways of life. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, everyone goes through life on a different journey. Right. And, and you're, I mean, you're playing a round of golf with somebody for various amount of hours. And I mean, kind of like you had, you had said, if somebody hits a bad shot, you see the reactions if they had a good shot, whatever it may be. Yeah. You just, you learn so much about somebody. And then like, once again, like you said, it's, it's, you build so many connections. You just don't know who that other person could be that you're playing with. And it's just so cool to get to know them and kind of build that relationship. Yeah. So. And I, I think that's the coolest part. And then, and kind of like me, you just never know where it's going to go. I mean, yeah, it seems <laughs> like you've, you've done a lot in, I mean, just in your small amount of years on this planet. I mean, I'm even less, but I mean, it's just so cool that, you played, you know, junior golf, high school golf. You played awesome college golf at Chico State, and you played professional golf and caddying. I mean, and you're coaching now, I and mean, you're so many different perspectives of the golf industry. So that's so awesome. I mean, I, I would, I hope to be able to do similar stuff like you. So that's yeah, that's awesome. So that'll wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, thanks again, yeah, Coach thanks for us for uh, coming on and stuff, and uh, have a good one, guys. Bye, everyone. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.